Annika. And I'm Esther. And we're the Fact Detectives. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey, Annika, what was the biggest shark in the world called? Bigger than a great white? Yep. Hang on a second. I know this. Let me give you a clue. Wait, wait. I think I've got it. Megalodon. That's right. Hi, Hi, Tim. Hi there, fact detectives. Tim studies fossils at Melbourne Museum. I do. And I love talking about fossils and prehistoric creatures like the Megalodon. Great! Because we've got lots of questions. Fact one! How big was Megalodon? This is actually a little bit tricky to answer because so little of a shark fossilises. Do you know why that is? Is it because they don't have bones? Correct. A shark's skeleton is made out of cartilage, which is flexible and strong but it doesn't tend to make a good fossil. So what do you think we're left with? Um, teeth. Yep, and to be fair, they are very big teeth. How big? A megalodon tooth can be about 15 centimetres long. That's about as big as my hand. And it's also about three times the size of a great white shark's tooth. Wow. Wow. So, from the size of their biggest teeth, paleontologists can estimate how big a shark was. We think that the megalodon was 12 to 18 metres long. That's three times as long as the biggest great white sharks in the ocean today. That is pretty huge! It is. And that's actually how this massive shark got its name. Its scientific name is Otodus megalodon, which means mega-toothed shark. Its fossil teeth are unmistakable. They look like huge triangles up to 15 centimetres tall. And where the cutting edges meet, they have even regular serrations that easily slice through flesh. Did the great white shark evolve from the megalodon? No, they had different ancestors. Paleontologists can trace the evolution of white sharks back to an animal that looked more like a gigantic mako shark. We find its teeth at the same fossil sites as megalodon. That means they used the same habitat, but probably avoided competing with each other for food. As sharks go, megalodon had the same overall shape as something like a great white, but with a few important differences. How do we know that? Nearly all shark fossils are teeth that the animals shed in life, or sometimes their backbones. But there's a super, super rare chance to find a whole set of teeth at once, still attached to the fossil jaws and snout of a shark that's died and sunk to the seabed. Because of these special cases, we know that Megalodon had a shorter, less pointy nose and a more robust head than a great white. Maybe that was to cope with attacking larger prey. What did a megalodon eat for lunch? Whatever it wanted. It was an apex predator, of course. Because megalodon sharks were so big, they had to eat a lot. To get enough nutrition, they needed the highest quality diet too. For a giant shark living in the ocean, that means whales. In fact, 
Some bite marks on whale fossils match perfectly with the cuts made by megalodon teeth, so we know this for certain. One thing that great whites and megalodon sharks have in common are serrated teeth. You said that word before. What does serrated mean? It means their teeth had jagged bumps along each edge, like a steak knife or a saw. It turns out that serrated teeth are most effective for eating the blubber and meat of whales and other marine mammals. That's something that both megalodon and white sharks do. Because megalodon sharks ate filter-feeding baleen whales and giant sperm whales, they had to be able to open their jaws really, really wide. How wide? Probably about three metres wide. Imagine two people lying on the ground head to toe. That's how wide. Whoa! And along with that, their jaws could bite down almost 100 times stronger than even a great white. A young or juvenile megalodon shark was still big. It was three metres long when it was born. But they ate things like fish, turtles and other sharks. When they got to adult size, megalodon sharks attacked or scavenged larger whales instead. Did they eat blue whales too? Well, no, they weren't alive at the same time. Megalodon sharks lived during the Miocene and Pliocene epochs. That means 23 to 3.6 million years ago. What animals were alive back then? During the Miocene, well, there were saber-toothed cats, dogs and horses appeared, and wombats and emus in Australia. The Pliocene epoch is when mammoths and megafauna like the carnivorous marsupial Thylacoleo evolved. What about humans? Well, lucky for us, our species, Homo sapiens, comes along much later. But Megalodon was still cruising the coasts when our early primate ancestors showed up five million years ago. Fact three! Where did Megalodon sharks live? in oceans all over the world. Back during the Miocene and Pliocene epochs, the global climate was warmer and sea levels were much higher. So areas that are now coastal or low-lying land were then underwater. That's why we can find their teeth in rocks on land, by the way. Megalodon fossils have been found on every continent except Antarctica. Most have been found away from the North and South Poles, which shows that they liked warmer waters. Baby sharks are called pups, and young megalodon pups seem to have preferred living in shallow bays or even swampy lagoons before they graduated to the open ocean as adults. How do you know this? Well, by studying the rocks where the teeth have been found, we can work out what the environment was like in the past. In rocks that formed in a lagoon, we see overlapping layers of sand, which show tides going in and out. We see lots of washed-in plant fossils alongside the sea creatures. We even see burrows made by worms tunnelling through the mud to find food. Being a paleontologist or a geologist means looking at fossils and rocks to see a whole different world to the one that we're in today. So why did Megalodon go extinct? 
We know that Megalodon went extinct as the planet started cooling about 3.6 million years ago. That's a little bit before the end of the Pliocene epoch. In colder waters, giant whales like the blue whale were better adapted than smaller species that were more common in the past. This might also have made it harder for Megalodon to find the prey they were used to. Because it got so cold, scientists think that up to a third of all large marine animals, including turtles and seabirds, became extinct. It's easy to understand how this would impact predators right at the top of the food web. Megalodon sharks were apex predators for 20 million years, and they're one of the most successful marine animals of all time. It's hard to imagine, but even for them, once their environment changed faster than they could adapt, they went extinct. Forever. Fact four! Where are megalodon teeth found? All over the world. In fact, thousands of them have been found before. Why? Well, first of all, megalodon sharks might have lived for 80 or 100 years. And like their modern relatives, they spent their whole life replacing their teeth with a fresh, sharp set. No way! Yes way. And that averages out to losing a tooth every single day of your life. So an adult megalodon might have grown and spat out more than 30,000 teeth. Whoa! As far as fossils go, there's a chance you might find a megalodon tooth if you know where to look. On Christmas Day in 2022, a nine-year-old fossil hunter called Molly Sampson found a megalodon tooth. Awesome! Molly was out looking for fossils with her dad and her sister when she discovered it in shallow water at a local beach. I couldn't believe it. Like, it was just so exciting. How old are you? Uh, nine. And how old is that one? 15 million years old. Fossils are most commonly found in limestone rock, exposed either near the coast or in areas where the land is low enough that oceans flooded over them in the past. Teeth make great fossils. That's because the enamel outside and the dentine inside already have a high level of mineral content. Fossilization usually makes them heavier, harder, and changes their colour depending on the rock around them. If a tooth tumbles around on the seabed before it's buried, it can look rounded or even get polished to a shine. You can find megalodon teeth in rocks of the right age and type nearly anywhere in the world. They're still rare. It takes a lot of time and even more luck. But trust me, they're out there. Even in Australia? Yes, even here in Australia. But if you're not living on top of a fossil bed, the best place to find one is in the galleries of a museum, like Melbourne Museum, where I work. Also, you can always go to your local library or ask your grown-up to help you look up megalodon sharks on the internet. Fact five! Why are people so obsessed with a giant shark and giant shark teeth? Well, imagine if you found a giant tooth. You'd be pretty curious about what kind of creature it came from. People from civilizations all over the world and from different time periods have all been as fascinated by shark fossils, especially megalodon shark teeth, as we are today. In Oman, 
on the Arabian Peninsula in an ancient settlement five and a half thousand years old. A megalodon tooth was found by archaeologists. They actually traced it to a quarry in a fossil site kilometres away. First Nations Americans in North America drilled holes in fossil shark teeth to make jewellery, or they worked them into useful tools. People in the Mayan civilization in South America included shark teeth in ritual masks and scepters, and they recognised that megalodon fossils actually were shark's teeth, even though they were so much bigger than any living animal. There's even a Mayan deity or god depicted with a shark's tail and one oversized central tooth that looks an awful lot like a megalodon's. Now, in medieval Europe, fossils of megalodon teeth were thought to be supernatural objects. They were called glossopetra back then. That means stone tongue. People wore them around their necks or kept them in special pockets for protection. People thought glossopetra could protect the wearer against poison. But to work their magic, they needed to dip them in their drink or hold them against a snake bite. The fossilised teeth were also thought to help if you were feeling sick. They were ground into a powder and could be sold as a remedy for all sorts of things, like fever, the plague, epilepsy, even bad breath. I don't think they would have worked, but there are still examples of these charms in museums today. The teeth in them have been traced to Malta, an island near Italy, where people were digging up megalodon teeth in rocks and selling them. By about the 1500s, people in Europe realised Glossopetra were actually fossilised shark teeth all along. For that reason, they actually appear in some of the first scientific books ever published. Try this at home! You can tell a lot about what animals eat by looking at their teeth. Of course, that includes us humans too. Go look in the mirror and look at your teeth. Look at their shape. Feel one with your finger. Now think about how your teeth compare to a megalodon shark's teeth. They're definitely a lot smaller. Well, that's true, yeah. How else are they different? A shark tooth is shaped like a triangle. Yeah. And if megalodon's teeth are shaped the way they are for eating whales, what do you think yours are for? Plants. We do have sharp eye teeth, though. Those are useful for biting and tearing. Humans are lucky. We're able to choose what we eat. And I wouldn't want to eat a whale for breakfast. Me either. Thanks, Tim. Anytime, fact detectives. This has been another awesome episode of The Fact Detectives with me, Annika. And me, Esther. Big thanks to Tim Ziegler, who is a paleontologist at Melbourne Museum. And if you love finding out the facts as much as we do, and if you have a big topic you'd like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with Melbourne Museum. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.